Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 134 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. How you doing, partner? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Normally, uh, we record this on a Friday, but it's Tuesday, so I'm uh, all good. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good. Business is up and rocking, and uh, I don't know. Usually, I'm waiting for the weekend, but it's not happening right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a pretty good week so far, even though it's only Tuesday, but happy to be here. Happy to be chatting with you. Yeah. I'm going through the edits that we got for the DLAT meeting. We got some fantastic interviews that weekend for not being there, but being there. It worked out really well. Yeah, you know what? I totally enjoyed that. When I was thinking originally that we were going to be parked at our houses on a whole Saturday, kind of waiting around, but Keith was amazing, had people lined up and just constantly, it was just a fantastic day. Yeah, we talked to some really cool people. So look forward to some good DLAT conversations coming out in the next couple weeks. Heck yeah. But even off of the great DLAT meeting, I'm sad to announce that the fun in the sun has decided to cancel this year. Oh no. What? They were one of our other meetings that was going to push through this year. Oh, but no. Yeah, they just announced. But they'll be back July of 2021. What, did you just hear that? Because I was all set to go. Yeah, they just announced it a couple days ago. Bummer. I'm sorry, Sean. That's a bummer. All I got to say is, everybody, let's just stay safe. Get through the end of this year. So next year, when all these things are lined up again... We can all go. (laughs) Bingo. Okay. Yeah. So one of the great things about the podcast is that when we see someone online doing something amazing, we can just ask them if they want to come on the podcast and talk (laughs) about it. Yep. Because, you know, Barb and I are just curious as everyone else. This is exactly how we got Joseph Kolbeck to come on to tell us his story and to talk about his simple but genius way of setting teeth. Joseph Kolbeck got into the industry in a really interesting way and found a passion for teaching others. He developed what he calls the OMP concept to help technicians set up teeth, then expanded that to what he's called the five to help with the golden proportions. And he's now even offering a one-on-one virtual training with a service that he's calling, cleverly, Webinar in a Box. So join us as we chat with Joseph Kolbeck. Dental Services Group is proud to support the National Board of Certification in Dental Technology and proudly promote certification for dental technicians throughout their national network of laboratories. The CDT designation sets certified dental technicians apart from others in the field demonstrating a mastery of knowledge and applied skills in the art of dentistry. Certification also raises the standards of dental health through education in all aspects of dental technology. At Dental Services Group, they believe dentistry plays a significant role in the healthcare ecosystem and is committed to providing solutions to benefit the overall health and well-being of the patient. Visit NBCCERT to learn more about becoming a CDT and dentalservices.net to learn more about how DSG supports the dental community. And they support our podcast. So thank you, DSG. 
Voices from the Bench. The interview. Yeah, I'm pretty famous for not saying <laughs> names right, so I appreciate your name, sir. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so we are happy to have on the podcast today a gentleman I've seen online a lot. I think it was around Lab Day this year, if it is still 2020, yeah. where you stopped by the school here in Indiana. Didn't you teach at the uh, Fort Wayne School on your way to Chicago? Yes, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your name's been around. So it's about time we had you on the podcast. We'd like to welcome Joseph Kolbeck to the show. How are you, sir? I'm very good. Doing great. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Awesome. Welcome. Awesome. So you're at, a let's see, Chesapeake Bay, Virginia. Is that correct? Yeah. Chesapeake, Virginia. Yes. I got to ask, why do you not sound like you're from there? Where are you originally from? Well, it, it is some sort of a mix. I have German roots and Costa Rican roots. Wow. Yeah. I'm hearing more Costa Rican than I am German. Yeah. I'm hearing yeah. more German. Sorry. Else. Are you? <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> really? That's crazy. Who introduced you to Dental Laboratory? Oh, that was back in 2000. I was working for a friend of mine who owns a jewelry store. Oh, okay. And that's how I started into this, yeah? You started off making rings and necklaces and things like that? It is a funny story. One day, I didn't even know this career exists, right? So this dentist walked into our, you know, my friend's store and asked him, listen, can you polish this gold crown? So my friend took it and gave it to me. And I, it was the first time holding a gold crown in my hands. <laughs> ah, wow. so I, it, right? I went ahead and polished it, you know, and jewelry, you know, and we worked with a lot of gold and casting and metals and rings and all that stuff. So I grab it, polish it, and then give it back to him. A few weeks later, he comes back with, you know, what we call dice. Yes. Mm-hmm. One was like a solid model. The other one was with uh, already the dice section. And he said, I know you guys work with waxes, and I would like to know if you guys can mirror copy this natural crown. My friend gave it to me. I wax it up, turn out great. And I asked the doctor, listen, you, you do this while you see patients? How can you do that? No, there is dental technology. This is a career. Wow. You can do these things. And well, I mean, I didn't wait and got into it, you know, got on board into this. So That is so crazy that he just stopped by, brought you something to polish. So what did he do? He did everything by himself? Maybe another lab, I guess. Well, you know, uh, there was a time who some of the doctors used to cast their own crowns, you know. Uh, sure. For some reason, he came to us. Who knows? He was probably using another lab. I don't exactly know the reason he stopped by, you know, where uh, back in Costa Rica, small town where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how I got started. And then I started asking around. And I have this friend of mine who she wanted to become a dental assistant. And she also found out about the dental technology. So from there, that was back in 2000, I graduated in 2003. And since there, I've been doing dental technology. And that's how I got involved into this. Before that, I started my career into engineering. <laughs> my father works for Siemens, a big... Oh, okay. Yeah. Because of him, I wanted to get involved into that engineering, you know, designing, creating, fabricating inventing all this stuff and sure. and uh, that's how i kind of got involved into this because i like to create this stuff like you see the tools i have developed as uh, today and that's how i got me into this field yeah so i'll tell you a quick story so when i was a kid so my dad owned the dental office we could not wait till christmas or any holiday or a birthday 
he would always make us rings and or charms or anything. And then he would engrave my name and the date um, inside each of the things that he made me. And I always was uh, fascinated how the heck he could take a piece of wax, cast it and make it this beautiful ring for me. So I remember those days fondly. So that's why I was asking that question because I thought that was so cool. The dentist actually um, started you on your career. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful uh, since then. Um, it's been a journey, uh, you know, some difficult times. Uh, there was a few times that I want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, can't, I can't keep going with this because it was too, very difficult. But, God, you know, I keep myself pushing to what I want to, you know, I have a vision. I want to someday have the ability. I want to be able to open like a training center. Mm-hmm. Uh, teaching removables, you know, the analog way, the conventional. Yeah. Because I do believe that digital technology is here, right? Sure. Yeah. But this is the way I see it. You know, like the alphabet, you start from A. A is analog. And then from A, B, C, D. D is digital. You don't go to True. <laughs> jumping A, B, and C. So you have to learn A, B, and C in order to get to D. So you have to know the fundamentals. You have to know the, the way things are done conventionally in order to jump to the digital way. In order to make it aesthetic and functional yeah oh absolutely anytime we discuss digital on this podcast or even in the industry there's always a need for people to understand the analog aspect of it to truly get what the digital is meant to do yeah absolutely yeah how did you go from costa rica to the states so how old were you then and how did you actually get into removable yeah well i graduated as a dental technician in costa rica right Mm -hmm. so after i graduated i opened my own place right in Costa Rica? Yes, my own uh, okay. lab. And I also had a, a small dental supply, you know, like a set, like a equipment sales, material sales. Wow. Yeah. So um, I wanted to do everything, right? So one time I was getting into the, you know, finding out how can I keep up with the continuing education. And I found out about the Greater New Yorker meeting. Remember uh, that? Yeah. yeah. So I decided to one day, actually, my mother was living in New Jersey at that time. So I said, I'm going to go visit my mom and I'm going to go and take the time to go to this. That was my first conventional meeting. Wow. I hear that's a big one. I was going <laughs> to yeah, say you went yeah, to the biggest yeah. and one of the best. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got there, right, one time and um, I was walking around, you know, collecting samples, very excited about how big that was. And I approached to this dentist who he, by that time, he owns a lot of uh, dental practices around Manhattan and upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was very friendly and I was talking with him and, uh, you know, we interchanged uh, phone numbers and emails. I told him that I was a removable technician and looking to improve my, te- my skills, my technique. He said, oh, you know what? I am looking for a dental technician who can take over one of the offices upstate New York. That's in Beacon, New York. <laughs> wow. And uh, I said, well, I'm here as a tourist. <laughs> I, mean, that is- uh, I don't live here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but how, but how can we do this? And, you know, to make the story short, he paid me. I remember, like, it was, if it was today, he he gave me. Well, I, that was on uh, on Friday, right? I went for an interview in Beacon, New York on Monday. Wednesday, he said, Joseph, I like what I saw. I mean, I did, like, a tryout uh, that Monday. And there was a manager who saw you know, all the things I did and they were so happy and excited about it that they, to make the story short, they gave me four 
$1,000 cash to go and pay for a lawyer to apply for a working visa. Wow. I went and got this lawyer, paid for everything, and that's how I started with the working visa. But I'm talking about 11 years ago. So we're talking back in 2008. Wow. Right. That is so cool. So he had a lot of faith in you. So he, he immediately saw exactly what you were worth and said, like, come on, come work for me. You know, I believe in all it takes is for somebody to believe in you. Mm-hmm. In places. Yeah. And I started my, my journey to become a, a citizen of the United States. And guess what? I am right now a citizen of the United States. I'm very nice. proud of it. Congratulations. And when did that happen? Recently, I got my uh, good for you. Citizenship test back in it was in July this year. I passed, and um, very proud of it. It makes me feel like I can. Uh, that's why I'm doing all this collaboration and contribution to the to this field because number one, I'm in this field. Number two, I feel the need of give back to United States what I have received mm-hmm. in all these years. And the way I'm doing it is by creating tools and giving to the dental community the opportunity to learn what I have learned over these years, especially mm-hmm. nowadays that it's difficult to go places because of the COVID. Yeah. So that's why I, I am mentioning the webinar in a box that I have developed. That's like an educational system that you can take it at the comfort of your place. It's actually a virtual hands-on webinar. We can talk more about it <laughs> in a moment. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how you ended up in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I moved from Florida because, well, I was in... I mean, Florida? I mean, That's where I'm yeah. from. I'm in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, I used to live in Bradenton. Nice. Good start. Yeah, yeah I was running my own place there, but I was doing it, me and another guy, and it was so difficult. I mean, I was doing the, the deliveries. I was doing the dental lab work. I was doing the marketing, the books, the... Yeah. the oh, I mean, it was it was too much for me and I wanted to take more time to develop the tools you know the one of them is the OMP it's an occlusal template and then the other one that recently came out is uh, FID and it stands for Phidias one of the sculptors of uh, Greek mm. I end up in Virginia because I got I got connected with the, uh, one of the labs that works for the Dawson Academy oh the Dawson Academy yeah I know exactly the lab you're talking about I don't know if you want to say it or not but they're amazing good for you yeah, no, but uh, yeah, no, no, that's, a, that's yeah, I, I was that lab, but now I'm not in that lab because I, I want to get into, involved into the occlusion, mm-hmm. you know, more like learning about occlusion because of the template I have developed. But I only stayed there for, uh, I would say two years. Then I found out a person who is a very, very knowledgeable and humble person. And that I'm going to mention because his name is Eddie and he's the owner of Intercom Dental Lab. You know, I was kind of in the transition of, you know, finding the, the right place for me. And, you know, you have to go places. You have to work for somebody and see if that's if that you can call your home. <laughs> Absolutely. And I found this place, Intercom Dental Lab. It's in Virginia Beach. And uh, yeah. there. And I'm doing everything related to uh, removables. I'm doing also digital work. And I'm, I got to tell you that I am proud that I feel like I'm working in a place where they really value because it's like a, it's a family-owned place. Yeah. So yeah. value what you do because they're being in, in my shoes, you know. <laughs> they started as a dental technician and uh, working for somebody, and they find a way up to have their own place. And I'm proud to be there, let me tell you. Very proud. Working for the lab, previous lab was Bayview Dental Lab. Yeah. It was great. They're great people. 
but it was it was just not for me. You know, at the end, I found out that, you know, it's not for me. I feel like I have to go to the another level. Of, I do enjoy, and I also always look to improve my skills and my techniques. And if I feel like I got to the point that I got stuck into that, and, I'm, and I feel like I'm not growing, then I have to definitely find the place where I want to be. And in this year, I mean, it's almost a year that I've been working for Intercom. Mm-hmm. Put all my skills into into the lab, and uh, and I'm proud of it. Very proud. Nice. So, do you run in the removable department? Are you the only removable technician? What's the size look there? Oh no, we are uh, one, two, three, four. We're like five people in the removable department. I am just another technician there. We have our manager who is uh, uh, Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a he's an amazing technician, and he also has this skill of. He's a very skilled photographer. Mm. His pictures, his photos of his work is amazing. Actually, we were featured on uh, ACP magazine. Uh, nice. Really? Yeah, America, wow. Yeah, we are so proud of that. And that's what his case is there in the front page. And then the occlusal template I have developed, he used it to, publish, to, to put it together with this case. Wow. I'm so honored of that and very proud of it. You talk about teaching, you know, I want to be a teacher. Who were some of your mentors along the way? It sounded like you, you got really good really quick, but, you know, how did you learn? Where did you learn? Was it over the shoulder? Was it books? Was it classes? You know, how did you form your skills so quickly? Yes, well, over the shoulder is, is very difficult. There are too many people who have a lot of knowledge that most of them, Took that knowledge to the grave. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so difficult to have people who really want to show you the all the things they have learned over the years. Yeah. Um, so to answer the question, I have learned all these things from books. I have a lot of books. Actually, I have one of them right here. I'm holding in my hands. You're gonna is the Navy training. Oh yeah, I love oh, yeah. it. And they're done that. <laughs> That's how my dad learned. By the way. Navy. Uh, it's been updated a few times, but I mean, it's, it's amazing, all the information. And actually, I just purchased like five more books from eBay. Wow. That's number one. Number two, I go to every single training course I can find available. I'm yeah. traveling to Germany to take this telescoping course about, uh, you know, uh, over dentures, over telescoping, and also been in Florida many times at the XPD and uh, facility. Sure. Uh, Bego facility, Novillium facility, all these things I have done it by myself. I, you know, I, I sign up, sign up and uh, go and take them and learn. And then from there, I also work closely with their materials. So that way, when I'm doing my training, my, my teaching, uh, I can tell, yeah, you can go and use this material from this company, from that company. I'm being connecting companies with dental laboratory offices all over the uh, United States. So I learned it, and I'm still learning by um, taking these courses, reading books, and I also have a few people that I well, I mean, I admire very a lot of people, but there is a few that I can call kind of mentors. Mm-hmm. The owner of Town and Country Dental Studios. Oh yeah, Mr. Yeah. Howie Lambert. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, amazing guy. He built that lab in Freeport, New York. I worked there for four years. I learned a lot of good things, uh, you know, disciplines, how to be very clean when you're doing your model work. I mean, his knowledge 
And what he has done for that laboratory and for the industry in that area is amazing. So I learned a lot from him. Mm. There is also a prosthodontist doctor that I admire very much. His name is Miles. Yeah. He's amazing photographer, amazing uh, uh, prosthodontist. And I learned a lot from him. I admire his work. And, you know, every time I see a picture or something he published, it's like a learning experience for me. So I learned from reading, from going to courses all over the, the, the world. I mean, I've been in Mexico, in, in, in uh, Germany, taking all these trainings and all over the United States. Because what I want to do is I want to be able, when I'm teaching, I want to be able to be in it, to answer the questions I'm getting. I want to be able to have the knowledge, enough knowledge, so I can help people to achieve their goals, whatever goal is when it comes to this field in this industry. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Your passion for education, it's its intense, man. Well, <laughs> it's good. It's good. I like it. At what point did you come up with this? Now, excuse me, I'm not a removable technician. I know a lot about it, but I've never done it, so I'm probably going to describe this terrible. But it looks like a ruler to measure out occlusal schemes. It's yeah. it's like a it's like a hexagon or something. It's blue. I've seen it all over. When did you come up with this idea, and exactly what is it? Well, I started working with this idea. I would say for like four entire years before it was published. It was in the market for sale. Uh, I published it back in 2017 with a technical, mm-hmm. technical article. Actually, I was using Novilden Denture Cheat. That was the time they came out with this line of Denture Cheat from Novilium. Mm-hmm. I did a technical article back in 2017. That, that's when it was released. But be, prior to that, I spent four years trying to develop the, a tool that helps me to measure the occlusal heights, the occlusal widths, and also helps you to set up Denture in a time manner. Mm-hmm. How do you develop something like that? Help me. Like, how do you even like wrap your mind around something like that and develop a tool that helps with all of those things? Oh well, I mean, I, I guess it's the point. That's a compliment, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's you know it's the passion of what I do. I'm so committed with this industry. I'm so thankful for all the people I have met, and, and I'm still meeting every time I go to these dental meetings and go to these seminars and workshops that I don't know. I, my passion for this goes, you know, there's no limits. And especially when it comes to sharing knowledge, being mm-hmm. able to give what I have learned, that is what I have learned over the years has given me a lot of good results from the patient standpoint, from the doctor standpoint, and also from the laboratory standpoint. So I think what it moves me is the passion and the commitment that I have for this. Sure. So again, how do you develop that? Help me out. So I think it's amazing and I want to learn more about it. I don't know if you want to tell people your secret, but like, how does it help? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a CDT in complete dentures. I'm always, always focusing on how to improve speed and quality and accuracy without sacrificing the, the functionality and the aesthetics of the work, right? Mm-hmm. So I found myself at one point setting the entertainment and not knowing and uh, I mean, if you if you have, for example, the Stratos 300 from Ivoclar, if yeah. you want to use this as an articulator, you have to use their attachment. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you want to go with the, the Dinar 320, 310, or 300, you have to use their attachments. And I said, what about if a dental technician doesn't have the ability or the money to buy these expensive articulators? So then I said, I, I want to do something when it comes to the measurement of the wax rims and the setup of the dental teeth. 
I want to do something that is freehand that they can use on any type of articulator, starting from a hinge articulator. So I remember one time I was sitting next to this dental technician who he grabbed one old plastic pen, mm-hmm. cut it in a triangular shape, and he told me about the bone hill triangle. And I said, oh, wow, that's very nice. But what are you using that? Well, I'm using this to set my teeth. And then I found it very interesting. I said, why not to add a few features to this and maybe develop something that is more like a multifunctional tool? So I grab it. I grab this triangular shape. Actually, the triangular shape of it, it has a functionality on it, but it also rep- re- resembles a denter, a molar. <laughs> I mean, I always like to create stuff and work, and I have other tools coming up soon. So I said, why not you have something that you can multi-use, you know, like this, this uh, knife? You know, that you open it, you can have a, even a fork into this Swiss knife, right? <laughs> so I said, why not to have something that it can be more like a multifunctional type of thing? Instead of having this flexi ruler that you get from Ivoclar, from Densefly, I decided to create something unique and something that will help me to speed up my process. So I grabbed this plastic one. I created a plastic one after seeing this guy using a, a plain plastic one and I reshape it, make some Went to Home Depot, got me a, a clear acrylic piece of material, cut mm-hmm. it with a piece, reshape it. And I said, okay, this is good. This is going to help me to actually the triangular shape will lay into the retromolar pads. Mm-hmm. Right? Got that, it. That's, yeah. why, okay. that's why it's triangular like that. Yeah. And then also I said, why not to have some more things into it? Like, for example, if you look, the square one from Densply is very plain. Mm-hmm. It's like they cut it out of a big piece of metal, they stamp it and send it out for sale. Uh, my <laughs> products are not like that. My products have a lot of passion and commitment into it. And also, not only the passion, it has technical support and a lot of study. It took dental, I mean, a graphic designer, an architect, and an engineer to build this together with me. Wow. And then I came out with adding the 22 millimeters, which is the height of it, of the... Yeah. Uh, maxillary washroom and then 18 and um, actually you know the best way for you is for you to have one so Barb if you're doing removables I can send you one and Elvis let me tell you this is not only for removables you can use it also for doing uh, roundhouse uh, Emacs wax ups or temporary wax ups you can have a, an occlusal guide. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. How yeah. many people you said you had an engineer and a what and a what? <laughs> an engineer and an architect. Wow. That's yeah. unbelievable. I want to check it out. So yeah, please do. I'd love to check it out. The best thing is that, I, I mean, I'm proud of this. It's made by a friend of mine who owns a CNC factory machine. In, mm-hmm. And then his father used to make knives. Right, mm-hmm. he's from sure. the company to him, so he now is is doing all these parts for the military. You know, all these uh, CNC cut parts for uh, you know weapons and stuff like that. So he does that for me. So it is actually I'm proud that he's doing that for me. And also the the amount of work that it takes to make one. Let me tell you, I it's like a piece of aluminum. You cut it in pieces, right, in triangular pieces like that. Then we sandblast it. Then we anodize it. Then we Engrave it, laser engrave it. It takes a lot of work to do this simple thing, yeah. but it's it, it worth it because my name is on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how much time do you think it saves someone to set teeth? You know, once they get used to using this, is it a big time saver? I'm going to tell you, yes, big time saver. I'm going to say this. There is the, the, um, I do a lot of uh, 
workshops for dentals, uh, you know, like the one in Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was this uh, instructor who came to me one time and said, Joseph, I got to tell you something. I've been teaching this for 30 years. And I have never seen a student doing a 1x14 setup that fast after you <laughs> did that workshop with us. That is music for my ears, my friend. So yeah. I'm going to tell you, I mean, it take me, it take me good five to eight minutes, depending on the bite, to do a 1x14. Wow. <laughs> yes. It can go more, but it depends the case. The case can be, can be complex or can be simple. The good thing about this is that the protocol I have developed is that all the information taken from the clinician, share site, using the Fox plane, right? Yeah. Okay. It's then transferred to any articulator of your preference by using the OMP. So one of the qualities of it is that all the midline, small, I mean midline and cannon line and the shape of the wild stream, all those are markings are transferred to the OMP. Actually, I have videos of it. And then you can just set your dentistry in a time manner, and then you spend more time doing your uh, fist toning. Awesome. So that fox plane, I don't see a lot of those. Those are the ones that the little part goes in the mouth, and then the two arms reach out around the side of the face, right? Yes, sir. Well done. That established the occlusal plane of the of the patient. It's like a simplified face bow. Is that a good way to describe it? Yes. Yeah. That tool, the fox plane, is like for the for the clinicians. Like same meeting for this OMP for all dental technicians. Interesting. So do you recommend when people get into using your tool that they get flocks planes for their dentists? I like that question. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. Every workshop I'm doing, I'm giving the plastic ones for them to train their doctors to use the folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> If there's one thing we've learned over the years is when you train a dental technician, you also have to kind of side train the dentist too oh, yeah. to get what you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I do believe this is teamwork. So absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, we all have to work together, and then you know, I know, I understand. Most of the bites we get are probably not that accurate, or they don't come with the information we're looking for. But in all my trainings, I'm, I'm teaching that. I'm showing them, hey, listen, this is what you need to get. This is the information you need to receive from your dentist. If you're not getting, oh, the doctor never sent me this. Well, what about if you do lunch and learn, invite your doctor to your office, and then you, you give them one fox plane? Because every single doctor has to learn how to use the fox plane when they were students. <laughs> yeah. And the majority of the time, these dentists, they want to give you what you want. They just don't know they have to give it to you. And if we nope. don't tell them, they won't do it. Mm -hmm. That's why I love to do this launch and learn because that, that show them that you're care, you know, you're with them, you know, you invite them to your place or, and then you can show them how the work is done in the dental laboratory. Yeah. So the laboratory that you're in now, so do you train the other technicians on how to use these things? And the doctors, and you guys bring doctors in and do training? We have a beautiful place to do these uh, learning workshops. And yes, but there, we have different ones. In one of them, we're planning, because I'm, I'm, I just started in January there. Hmm. But there is um, my manager, Justin Morris. He's using the, the OMP right now for these cases. And I have actually this other technician who is doing biremes for us. And I believe... He's going to put that square plate from Densply on the side and get mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan for this year. Uh, well, because of the COVID, everything is being put on hold. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's also why I developed this the educational system, the webinar in the box. But yes, the plan is to have all these uh, doctors to be on board on uh, how we utilize 
the information we get uh, share side from them, how we transfer that information to our articulator of preference. And I want them to know. And that's part of the seminars, upcoming seminars in uh, Intercom Dental Lab. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great segue into this webinar in a box. Honestly, that's what I saw online with some people that used it. They had some great things to say about it. And the concept is very cool to me. So explain it for everybody exactly what it is. Okay. Well, webinar in a box is like a virtual hands-on complete dentures. How this works? Well, I have a set of the dentulus models. I have a dummy bite. I have a maxillary bite. I'm actually connected with Ibuclar. Okay. Sponsoring with the DCL denture sheet. Mm-hmm. So we put a box together with all the materials required to do like a workshop. Like if you're doing a workshop in, you know, Florida or any other place where they are. Yeah, like at Lab Day or something. Yeah. Yes. I put it together, send it to the person who bought it, right? Who booked it. Mm -hmm. Once the person get it in their house or in their office, they can open it and put it together. Mount the models into an articulator of preference. Then at that moment, we set up a time on Saturdays and I spent two hours, especially for this person. It's one-to-one. Wow. And we do. Cast analysis with a red and blue pencil that is included into the box. <laughs> we do the proper measurements of the occlusal wax rings. <laughs> That's like a, more like a comprehensive part of the webinar. And then together, we do the transferring of the OMP to the articulator. All the information mm. required, like the midlines, uh, canine line, the contouring of the wax rim. I do that, like I present that, and then the other person will do the same thing. Then I continue doing my part. I set the six anteriors, and then they do set the six anteriors. And then we end up setting up a one by 14. We do the WhatsApp, and I do show them two different types of uh, fistoning, a heavy fistoning and a light fistoning. And I always ask them, how long it will take you to set some denture And they said, oh, well, it may take me 45 minutes, an hour. Once they are done doing the use of the OMP, they can do it in 10 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so that is, I mean, I felt so, that's a rewarding feeling when I finished with the webinar. And then the webinar, by the way, is accredited by the NBC. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. So you get two hours of credits. Uh, CE credits. Also, it is uh, continuing education credits that a dentist can take. And by the way, I'm having a lot of prostodontic uh, students signing up for it. Mm. And I'm so proud of it because that shows that they really want to learn the laboratory side. Of it. Absolutely. We wrap the, the webinar up just doing, a, I show them different ways to do the fist toning. And then a few days after they get a certificate of um, on their mail and then the receipt of the continuing education. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love the idea that like dentists are doing it because, you know, they they didn't get it in school. No. (laughs) So it's good to see that they want to learn it too. How does a dentist find out about you? Well, I have, I I would say I have to thank the social networking. Uh, Social media is connecting people. And so I believe if you know how to use, I mean, you have to use the social media. You don't have to let the social media use you. (laughs) For sure. So... I'm getting places is because the the word of mouth and then also because of the social media. Mm -hmm. So when you do these two hour webinars, they can see you, but you can see them. And do you do it right there with them? Yeah, actually I have a little office where I have a bench. I have Mm -hmm. my tools, all my, uh, the late, the polishing late. And I do it 
uh, via Zoom, the platform. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're on the other side at the comfort of their house, laboratory, or their office, sitting there with their tools. And then it's like, it's like if I'm there with them, you know? So let me ask you, you're not like a lab owner. You're a technician. Where do you find the time to do this? Oh, my friend, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> a great question. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, wow. I mean, I, I work all the time. I work at nights. I work during the day in this dental lab, Intercom Dental Lab. I bet. And then at nights I come home and I do my other part of, I would say my side job, which is you know, doing all these uh, webinars, preparing for more, you know, model works and stuff like that. All these readings, all these articles that I'm putting together. I wow. guess I do that after hours, after I'm, because, you know, in, during the day I work for my, uh, pay my bills and, and. Sure. Yeah. After hours, I work to make a, a good living. <laughs> Maybe the question should be, when do you sleep? Maybe that's the question I should have. <laughs> yeah, I go to bed, I would say 12, 12 30 the next day. <laughs> Oh, wow. And during Saturdays, I'm doing these webinars. All Saturdays, I'm taking... This, this coming Saturday, I have one uh, prostodontist student from uh, Chicago. I have mm-hmm. another one from uh, Midwest Dental Lab in Montana. And then wow. I have... Uh, actually, two weeks ago, believe it or not, I presented for, uh, for a dental technician from France. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, that was amazing. He was so happy and proud to be able. I mean, first of all, it took a few weeks to get the box there. Sure. When he got it, he, his daughter opened the box very happy, like if it was a Christmas gift. And I was so proud of that because, I, you know, I appreciate that. They see the, the effort I put into it. Now, the model work I'm putting into this box, I'm, I'm actually grabbing the study models and I'm painting them <laughs> with a brush. <laughs> That's really what I'm doing after hours to do this. That's the passion and commitment that it goes into this box. Because to me, it's so important to connect people. Like I said, especially these days that it's difficult. I mean, you're going to think twice before going to a seminar, right? Oh, yeah. If you cannot go to these trainings, trainings will go to you with this webinar in a box. <laughs> wow. I think it's a great idea because, I mean, yeah, conventions have stopped, but they're going to come back. I don't know if hands-on are going to come back right away because that's a pretty intimate room where you're hovering over people and it's very close. This is a great idea. I mean, it couldn't have been come at a more perfect time. I'm sure the COVID helped it get developed. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, this is also a series of webinars. Right now, I'm only featuring the OMP, the protocol, you know, the concept of using the uh-huh. being to complete dentures. But more is coming. Like, I have this other one that is booked for this uh, dental student who wants to learn how to do the polishing of the base. <laughs> you know, for some reason, they don't, I don't know if they have time or not to, to do it while they're learning. But she asked me, Joseph, I would like to pay for a, for just a webinar to do this type of carving while the base is processed. I said, let's do it. Uh, so I did put together some materials, send it to her. And then I have, I'm going to spend an hour showing her uh, the uh, faster way to polish it, uh, you know, to carve a processed base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using the polishing pasta from Clark. So it's, it's also a series of webinars coming up. But the main one I'm doing, and people are really, really liking it, is this one, the featuring the ONP. Yeah, I think it's great that it's custom. I mean, it's probably different every time you do it, depending on the person watching it. Correct, yeah. Yeah. I cover all the questions they have, you know, what is the best denture to it in the market, what materials should they use, the waxes. 
I'm not getting any. The only sponsor sponsoring I have is Ibuclar from the. You know, they are giving me the dentistry, which I'm yeah. very much. The other materials I'm just getting it myself, and I'm not getting any type of sponsoring. But I'm not looking for that. I'm looking to promote the continuing education. I want to give to this to this industry, and the way I'm doing it is by that. By especially like as again, we're in very uncertain times, and we need to be together. Yeah. And if I don't, if I cannot get to your place and and work next to you, at least I can send you part of what I do, which is the webinar in a box. That's great. Did you come up with that? Yeah, it was completely my idea. I was doing some webinars for these dental students from dental technology back in Costa Rica. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they're from Costa Rica, right? So I'm doing mm-hmm. that on Zoom. And then one day I said, well, I really don't want to do seminars where you spend two hours listening to somebody talking through a PowerPoint presentation. All my webinars, I mean, my workshops and seminars, I try to make them in, with a lot of interaction. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk for two hours, three hours. I want 30 minutes and then the rest will be hands on. Let's do this together. So people like it. People go for that. People go to these seminars for hands on, not to listen to somebody for two hours. Well, in some cases. In some cases, why not to do something interactive? But then I ask myself, wow, I cannot do it because, you know, we have the limitation now that we cannot be next to somebody, right? So I said, let me put something together and do something different. Now, one of the things that I have to say, that I'm very proud of it is and my mom always told me this, Joseph, try to make the difference in everything you do in your life. Make the difference. If you're in a group and the five of people are drinking and smoking and making bad things, don't do it. Be different. So I always try to do difference in everything and everything in my life and for a good way. Hmm. So I decided to come up with this idea, which is actually, I don't think I, I have ever seen something like this going on before. So I guess I'm the first one doing it. <laughs> Yeah. I definitely haven't. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think so too. It, it makes me feel proud that uh, somehow I'm making a contribution for this industry. I mean, I honestly think you could expand this to so many different things within the removables because I bring in technicians here and, you know, if they don't know how to do something, yeah, I can have them watch a video. But how great it would be to say, like, this technician needs to learn how to you know, process over a titanium bar. All right, well, here's a kit that you get, and this guy's going to show you exactly how to do Mm -hmm. it. I think it's awesome. I think you could do it for so many different things. I'm agree. Yeah, for many things. Actually, uh, one of the webinars that is coming, I'm putting it together. I'm fabricating the model work because I have to do some soft tissue on these models. I'm actually sending you in a webinar in a box, hybrid bar. Nice. See, so it's funny you mentioned it because you will get the hybrid bar and you and myself, we both together will perform one by 14 setup on a hybrid bar. That's huge. Sounds tough. I got one guy here that can do the work over the bars. Nobody else wants to touch it. They're almost afraid. Yeah. You know, it's like these doctors, they took the webinar. They said, oh, no, I, I don't I don't like to set dentures. And they were able to set one by six in a matter of 10 minutes. And they said, wow, you cannot say, I don't like that if you don't try it. You have to try mm-hmm. it. You have to practice it and see if you like it. And then from there, you decide. And then that's why I try to do this protocol, this concept of the OMP. Very easy to do for experienced technicians and for students, even for people who have never set a denture to. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I can't find a, a denture technician to save my life. So, I mean, this is coming at a really good time because everybody knows, you know, there's a lack of good, really good denture technicians in the U.S. Actually, any denture technicians, good or bad. I mean, 
we need that. We need to develop skills. We need training. Mm-hmm. This is a great time for it. And we can only do it together. Yeah. You know, I have no problem on sharing all the things I have learned and being able, you know, I'm not going to take this knowledge to the grave. What I'm going to take to my grave is the satisfaction that I was able to share this with somebody who really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, don't you have the whole technique named after you? Don't people refer to it as the Colbeck technique? Actually, yeah. Well, uh, some of that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like for example, the students of dental technology in this university in Costa Rica, they said, uh, "Oh, teacher, I will. I, will, I mean, uh, the instructor, right? They call the instructor teacher sometimes. <laughs> it's weird, but they do. Uh, they said." Are we going to yeah. do the callback technique? And then, oh man, when they, and actually I get wow. all the time and audios, when they do, when they do say that, and oh my God, that is, that makes my day. That's like, it, it really, really makes my day. Mm-hmm. I bet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what's next on the horizon for you? Are you going to come up with something else in Genius? Well, the newest tool I have in the market now, I recently posted online, is a tool that is for actually for fixed technicians. Hmm. This is connected with the golden proportion. Yep. Okay. okay. Talk my language now. <laughs> yes. So you can achieve symmetry and asymmetry using this tool. Actually, I have four measurements, 8, 8.5, 9, 9.5, and 10. Hmm. And one tool is one aluminum tool. I call it Phi from Phidias. Phidias hmm. was one of the biggest sculptors from ancient times uh, from Greece. Okay. Yeah. So, and you know that if you want to achieve symmetry, you have to kind of, in dentistry, you have to follow the, the golden proportion, right? Yeah. Sure. I have developed this one and this one is now in the market. And actually I'm going to Fort Bragg in North Carolina. Yeah. October 2nd, I'm going to be rest- uh, restoring an edentulous patient using these facial proportions and featuring this tool I have developed, but I'm going to tell you the good thing about this, that what I like it. I mean, people have used it in Cranenbridge all the time, right? Yeah. But have mm-hmm. you heard somebody using it to achieve highly aesthetics in removables? No. I've never heard of the golden rule referred to in removable well, cases. Now you have, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I am creating a different approach to highly aesthetic complete dentures. It can be a hybrid. It can be a complete dentist. It can be an overdentist. We're talking mm-hmm. complete dentist. So I'm going to work with this prosthodontist who is the head of the dental department in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Wow. And we're restoring this patient using the patient's facial proportion. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, by using the golden proportions on the, from the facial aspect of the patient, you can have the measurement of their central. So it sounds like you're trying to make a denture not look like a denture. <laughs> Sounds like that, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Like the highest product, taking consideration uh, the beauty of the golden proportion. That's great. How does a doctor from Fort Bragg find out about you, my friend? That's interesting. Well, when I was in Florida, in Brenton, Florida, um, I went to this training in Sarasota, Abuclar Center of uh, Excellence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I met him there. Wow. Young, energetic doctor. He's a prosthodontist, right? And he said, Joseph, I'm looking for a dental technician who can help me to present my final report. He was uh, getting like final reports uh, of uh, one case from one patient who in the army lost part of um, of the maxillary. Wow. So I helped him. We put together an article, a writing. He presented it, passed the test. And then from there, we also submitted to the IDT. It was published at the IDT magazine. Beautiful. And then from there, he saw what I was able to do. 
And he said, Joseph, you are my technician. <laughs> so from there, um, I went uh, last year to do a complete workshop to his uh, dental technicians at Forbrack. So from there, we did all this. I'm trying to figure out you, what is this. Is that me? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it was me. It's all good. That's the fun of live conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's amazing that he found you at the Ivaclar Center in Sarasota. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. It's funny how we all come together. So you're going there on the 2nd, which is the same weekend Elvis and I are recording. And you're going to, uh, are you guys going to tape this, video it? Uh, well, we would love to videotape it, but I don't think we're going to have the time because we have to do a step-by-step and take a picture of it. Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe maybe we can put together a tripod and a, and a video cam and maybe we can edit it. Thank you for telling me that because we were not thinking about videotaping it. <laughs> <laughs> Even photographs. I mean, that would be amazing to document that. Well, I have to do that because behind every product I develop, I invent, there is technical support behind it. Hmm. It's not something I just create just for fun. There's a lot of student time involved into these tools. Oh, God, yes. Agree. Yeah. So when is the fee? When is that going to end up in a webinar in a box? Okay, that's a good question. See, that's another part of the webinar series. <laughs> now, I'm planning to do first the technical article. I'm going to submit it to uh, the ICP mm-hmm. for uh, publishing. I'm hoping um, it gets uh, accepted. Once it's in the magazine out there, then it's going to be in a webinar in a box. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is so exciting. That's great. Yes. Joseph, you're doing some amazing things. Thank you. I think it's great. And I love your passion for wanting to give back to the education. You're not out there to say, hey, I can, I can make money on this stuff. It's nice to hear. Yep. It's really nice to hear. For sure. Well, it's very important for me. I mean, I have heard people saying to other instructors, oh, you're doing this just to cash out. No, no. in my case, it's not like that. The value of this webinar in a box is not even close to the worth of the materials that goes into this box. And then the the time I spend is more than two hours. We sometimes spend three hours when I realize, oh, my God, three hours. I haven't had breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) When you're committed and when you love what you do, there is no limits. There is no obstacles. And whatever obstacle you find in front of you, you'll jump it. Aww. Yeah. You inspire me. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy about it, about what I do. And the response I had from people is, is amazing. I don't only connect with people during those two hours. I keep connecting with them. I keep receiving photos of cases, complex cases saying, hey, Joseph, what do you think about this? Because the webinar in a box, it not only includes two hours of webinars and the materials, it includes a new relationship as a business and as a friend. Yeah. Wow. I don't see how you have time to sit at a bench all day. I really don't. <laughs> I try the 24 hours a day. I, I mean, I, ha- I have a vision. Every case I do and everything I do is taking me to that vision, Yeah. to where I want to be. So 24 hours a day, I work from 8 to 5. I come home, take a quick shower, and then work for another four to five hours on my goals, short-term goals and and long-term goals. And then the rest of the time, I use it to take some sleep. But the time is so precious, so valuable. Sometimes we think we're going to live forever, and we're we're not. We only have one life. We have to take the most advantage of it, of the timing. I don't want to go back and say, oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. I want to do everything, especially in this industry. Yeah. 
Um, just the satisfaction that I take after every webinar. When I'm done with the webinars, I'm going to tell you, I jump of joy. <laughs> mm, sure. I bet. It's been a successful time uh, and people liking it. We we don't take these webinars. It's like friends talking, you know. When I first see these people from Zoom, you know, it's like I have known them for years. <laughs> wow. Sure, yeah. Well, we all have that connection, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. you know, as much as you have that passion to share the education, the person that takes the time to order this webinar in the box must have the passion to learn it. Yes. Oh, yeah. And having that connection and being able to see each other and talk to each other, not just watch a video that someone's presenting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing, Joseph. Me too. I think it's really cool. I'm glad you came on here, and I'm glad we can spread the word. We're happy to do it. Oh, I'm honored to be here. Let me tell you, it's, it's a pleasure. I hope I can meet you guys in person someday soon. Me too. Absolutely. It's going to happen someday. It's going to yeah. have to. I'm eventually going to snap on somebody if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, I hope so. Let's hope for uh, Lab Day in May. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. I'm actually trying to put something together, like a seminar where people can actually use the OMP and do a, and set a six anterior. Awesome. Oh, there you go. Right there at the show. Nice. Yeah, the show. I'm, I already have the articulator, so I'm going to try to have everything set up so I can have the audience being able to not only listen to the concept of the OMP, but put it in, in practice. I want them to be able to set the one by six or even the one by 14, depending on what time I can schedule, you know, I can pay for it. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then they will take all the model work with them. I only keep the articulators. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's great, Joseph. We appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about your journey. Congratulations on becoming a citizen. Yeah. And good job on everything you're doing. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of this uh, and honored to be here with you guys today. And um, looking forward it's definitely to meet you guys on, on in person. <laughs> for sure. Sooner than later. Let's hope so. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Joseph. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, Elvis, how is that Formlabs Form 3B printer going for you guys? It's still going really good. We are still cranking out models and custom trays on it. We love the ease of use. With the resin being loaded by cartridge and the free software that Nest and Ed supports instantly, it's pretty amazing. So you've been talking about it for at least two weeks now, and I think Night Dental needs to get some. Do you think that it could hold up with our workload? We've got probably two to 300 scans a day, and we're printing a lot of models. Wow, that many scans? That's pretty amazing. We don't even come close to that. But I feel that if you had enough of these printers, they could probably handle that high production. All right. But just a few weeks ago, they started shipping out their Form 3L printer. Wow, so they've got a 3B and now they've got a 3L. What do you know about it? Tell me about it. Well, with even a larger build plate, you can print a lot more models or surgical guides every day. And while the 3B that I have only has one laser, the Form 3L has two, so you can be even more productive. Sweet. And I was talking to somebody at Form Labs, and they are getting ready to come out with an orthodontic model resin that's going to significantly increase the print speed for those labs looking to get into clear aligners. Wow. All right, so that sounds like uh, what my lab is looking for. Can you go over with me one more time the website? Yeah, it's super easy. It's formlabs.com 
forward slash VFTB, like Voices from the Bench. Nice. Well, this will take you to a page where you can order a sample of something printed on a Forum Labs Forum 3B printer for free. This way you can hold the proof in your hand and see how amazing this printer is. All right, I'm going to do it. Thank you for your support of the podcast, Form Labs. We appreciate you. A big thanks to Joseph for coming on the podcast and talking about all the great things that he is doing for our industry. And I know I got a phi or sigh sent to me from him. Did you get yours, Elvis? I did. I don't know what to do with it personally. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get it into some hands of some technicians. So I totally did. I got it on Monday or last Friday, and I gave it to my sister who runs the removable department, and they are using it, and they're going to check out the webinar in the box, and they were totally stoked about it. So I actually did something good for somebody. (laughs) It's about time. Yeah, and we love to hear his passion for education and just wanting to pass on the skills to the next generation. So everybody, check out the links on this episode show notes to learn more about the OMP and the FI tool and the webinar in a box, which is really cool. I've had two technicians come up to me and tell me they're going to check it out. So if you're looking at training technicians in your lab to set up teeth, this is a great opportunity to have it done by a professional in the comfort of your own lab. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, Joseph. That was some really cool stuff. Now, if you want to share our podcast with those who don't really know what a podcast is, we just got on Pandora. Yay! We got Spotlight! Yeah, so most people know what Pandora is. So you can just tell them to go on their app and search for Voices from the Bench, and all the episodes are there. It's pretty exciting. Awesome. And also, a reminder to subscribe to our podcast on any of the format you listen to us on. Rate us. Give us a review. Also, when you're bored, check out our Facebook and Instagram page, where we always try to add a little humor to our super hectic lab lives. Awesome, Elvis. I'm super proud. How did we get on Pandora? What do you have to do to do that? You just have to submit your podcast and keep bugging them until they decide to finally let it through, I guess. I don't know. It took months. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm happy about it. You should be. Well, all right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. And my name is Barbara, little Southern Twang. <laughs>